From dating to relationships, from sex to love, from Christianity to politics, from darkness to light, you have now entered into the real zone. Welcome to Conversations with Trent, where no topic of conversation is safe from discussion. Now, here he is, Mr. Epic himself, Trent Williams. Good afternoon, good Sunday afternoon. No, this is not Mr. Epic himself. This is the Conversation Show with Trent Williams featuring yours truly, Lisa Tillman Page. And while Trent is off enjoying a beautiful Sunday afternoon, uh, I'm holding down the fort, so, you know, we get to play a little today. Um, But you know what? It would not be the Conversation Show, and I would not be Lisa Tillman Page if I didn't have my intro music come on in. So... Let's hear it. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Yes, 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 it is a lovely day. How could anyone hear that song and not smile? How could anyone hear that song and not just be filled with hope? I mean, I love that song. You all know I love that song. So, um, you know, I I appreciate my station manager back there playing it for me. Um, So today we have a special conversation show. Uh, Trent and I were talking, and we said, you know, let's, let's do a special Sunday show. And um, I had just the topic. It is, what is your legacy? Um, and I came up with this. It was really easy to come up, come up with this topic. Uh, I attended a funeral on Friday, and this man's life meant something greater than himself. Um, you know, like, like most people, he's gone too soon. Um, but the life and the legacy that he lived and that he was, who he was, who he portrayed himself to be, to his children, to the kids he coached in soccer, to his colleagues, colleagues, to his community. Um, he even served on the, um, the school board and eventually became president of the school board up in New Jersey. Um, to his church members, this is community at large. It meant something serious and deep. And so the things that I took away from his legacy um, were the themes and the characteristics of excellence, civic duty, family, faith, and lifelong learning. This was a down-to-earth kind of man, and you would never know that he was a Ph.D., 
you would never know that he held some really high positions at some really huge corporations and organizations that he that he made a difference where he was and it didn't make a difference if he had a high position or he had a, a lower position he made an impact where he was and so as i thought about you know doing this show today i, I you know I, I wanted to really talk about legacy talk about what kind of impact you're making so Let's first get to some basics and some kind of uh, scholastic kind of things. Um, I looked uh, up legacy and the dictionary, and it said it's a gift by will. The other thing that legacy is is something transmitted by or received from an ancestor or predecessor or from the past. And it's that second one that I really want to focus on. It's something transmitted or received from an ancestor, predecessor, or from the past. Now, a legacy is not only for your relatives or your children. And a legacy doesn't have to start when you leave this earth. You can start your legacy today. And I wonder how many of us are really paying attention to how we're living. I wonder how many of us are living on purpose. Um, You know, being intentional to be impactful. With all these things that have been going on in society as of late the past few weeks and even before this, um, even with the terrorist attacks and and all of this, um, you know, but but let me focus um, more on the United States. I keep hearing people say, and it's typically elders, and they will say, um, oh, these young people, it's a lost generation, talking about the teenagers and the early 20-somethings and maybe late 20-somethings. They just keep saying it's a lost generation um, and that they're, they're clueless, that they are misguided. And my response to that, if they're lost, we lost them. If they are misguided, it's because we didn't guide them. We didn't leave a path. Um, and, and sometimes people look at me like, well, what are you talking about? You know, I, I did all I could do, and, you know, they don't want to listen, and that's not true. You know, young people are going to be young people. Young people are going to be headstrong. They're going to follow their own way. They're going to chart a new course. Every generation does that. We did that with our parents, and our parents did that with the parents before. But what, and when I say we and when I say young people, I'm speaking, of course, holistically, and there are exceptions to every rule. Um, but when I, when I look at where our young people are, where I look at, um, you know, how they say they, they don't have a direction, um, it all starts in the home. It all starts in the community. It all starts on a more local, a more intimate level. And so in this day and age when everybody's trying to figure out what's going on with the world and the world has lost its mind and there's chaos and mayhem and, and all sorts of manner of evil going on and people are like, well, I can't make a big enough difference, you don't have to make a difference in the entire world. You just have to make a difference in your particular household, on your particular block in your particular school system. And so I think that's where we sometimes, we sometimes go off course. We forget that we can make a difference with the people whom we interact with on a daily basis. And so think about this. Even if you only interact with the people in your house, your young people, your children, your spouse, whomever it is, They don't just stay in the house. They go out and they interact with other people. So if you're doing your best to be meaningful and intentional and pass on characteristics of excellence, characteristics of family and faith and civic duty, 
characteristics of lifelong learning. And let me just say, lifelong learning doesn't mean formal education. Every day there are 100,000 teachable moments in just, in just the daily living. So if we look at what we are doing in our own homes, with the people in our homes, and when they go out, whatever foundation they got, however they woke up that morning and, and were greeted that morning, that kind of sets the tone for their day when they go out, whether they're going to be grumpy, whether they're going to be smiling, whether they're, you know, looking forward to a positive day. That's a legacy that you're, leave, you're leaving. Um, in, my, in my home growing up, my parents used to always ask, how was your day? And you couldn't get away with, you couldn't get away with saying, um, oh, it was, it was good, it was okay. You had to actually tell them, um, you know, how your day was. You had to actually come up with something to say. And that wasn't a bad thing at all. You know, um, and so when I ask people how is their day, I actually mean it, even if they tell me something that's not a good thing. That's just one of the legacies that I grew up with, um, to really care and be intentional about asking people what's going on in their lives. So today we have a special guest, and he's going to come on in a little while, but um, he's Mr. Frank Kelly, Jr., and it's a very interesting story. I will not go into it how he and I actually um, – met and had a conversation um, for him to be on this show, but um, let's just say it was, it was divinely ordered. And when he was talking about um, his life and his family, um, his father and, and all of that, and I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to go into it because I want him to really share his story. But when it got to, when he was just sharing um, the, the the things that he grew up with, the principles and the and the belief and the values, I said, oh, you've got to come on the show and talk about it because people want to focus on the negativity that's going on in the world, and there's so much more good and so much more positive things. And people also feel hopeless, and they feel overwhelmed, overwhelmed, and they feel, um, you know, like they just don't know what to do. Um, and so – if you can make a difference where you are with your family, with the children and the young people who come into your house and visit your house, and I don't care if they're your nieces and nephews and little cousins, they can be your, friend, your children's friends, but make a difference with them. Make a difference with the people, you know, you, you see on the street and you say hello, you're, you know, in commute on the train or whatever. Smile. Those are different kind of legacies that pass on. And a legacy doesn't have to go on um, infinitum. It can, it can be a legacy for that day. I passed on a legacy of love, a legacy of hope. And so I, I want us to really think about this as we are having this conversation today. Think about how are you being intentionally impactful. Now, there's, there's a saying that says you will, you're planting the seeds now for a tree that will grow whose shade you never get to sit under, meaning the, the impact and the imprint you have on the world now is just in its infantile stage. As it grows and blossoms and blooms into a full tree, you and I will have passed away, but our children and our grandchildren and their friends will be able to, um, will be able to sit under the tree, and they'll be able to sit under the shade that you have grown. So what kind of tree are you growing? And so um, I want you all to contemplate that, and we're going to go on and, and take a take a quick break and um, 
hear from our advertisers, and then we'll be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your girl, Bianca Fly. If you're looking for an amazing show with fantastic guests from book authors, entrepreneurs, poets, music artists, and more, then I want to invite you to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Come and see you live and direct each and every Tuesday and Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on your radio network. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. Have you ever sat down and simply wanted someone to fully understand your life? Someone who wakes up every day and does their best to provide and protect their loved ones the way you do? Someone who has been confused, lost, scared, or just trying to figure out how to balance their life spiritually, physically, emotionally, and financially? If so, Life is Outstanding is the book for you. Anthony promises his readers that you don't have to be perfect to live an outstanding life. All right, and we are back with the conversation show featuring Lisa Tillman Page. I'm sorry, the conversation show with Trent Williams featuring Lisa Tillman Page, but Trent isn't here today, and so it's all good. Um, We know that he's here with us in spirit. Um, So we're talking about legacy. What is your legacy? How will you be able to – how will you be able to say you spent your life? What – what has gone on in your life or what is going on in your life that, um, that will leave an impact, and not just when you pass on, but leave an impact now? Um, you know, it's really important. It's really important for you to um, think about what footprints you leave. How will those who are, how will those who are, um, coming up after you, and even those now who are with you, um, you know, what will they say about you? What do you want them to say about you? And now, mind you, it is not just about what you what people say about you. It is, 
you know, and it's actually really not about you. Um, like I said, this gentleman whose funeral I went to, um, they said he was a mighty man, that he was larger than life. Um, and it wasn't that he was larger than life, so to say. They said he was humble. Um, but, but the way he lived, the way he, um, the way he carried himself, that it would live on in the other people, um, you know, who, who just crossed his path. And it didn't make a difference who they were. Um, his, his son, who was um, mid-20s, he said that it would be, um, you know, that sometimes he would feel a little funny because his friends always wanted to be around his dad. And, he, you know, and he said his dad was cool and everything, but he just wanted to be with his friend. You know, and, and he didn't want his dad to be around. So it was, uh, you know, or he didn't want them all always to hang around his dad, but he realized it was a really great opportunity and a great honor. And, of course, as he got older, he really appreciated it. Um, and, and so do your kids want to be around you? Do your kids talk to you and have advice and, and ask you questions? Um, do you share that information with them? And not just, again, your children, but the young people you come in contact with. Uh, do you spend time with the elders in your community, the elders in your family, finding out about their lives, finding out how they traverse some of the situations and the, the, um, the trials that they went through? Because wisdom is passed down. And so that is, wisdom is legacy. Um, it's not about passing down a house or property or cars or anything like that because those things fade away. But, but good, sound life teaching, good, sound wisdom, um, things that, you know, um, what is the, um, what is the, um, uh, the thing that, that people say, oh, well, Big Mama used to say or Papa used to say, you know, those things pass down from generation to generation. So um, it is very, you know, it, it, it's, it's just something that we do, the oral history of our family, the oral history of our legacy. And so be intentional about your life. Be intentional about the interaction. When you see young people out and they might be, you know, not necessarily doing the, the right thing, have a conversation with them. Not necessarily saying chastise them, but have a conversation with them. So, um, but I, I just wanted to kind of set the stage and we're getting ready to bring in um, Mr. Frank Kelly Jr. Um, as I said, he is—he has a story of legacy um, that was passed down to him as well. That he is leaving now. He is a living—he's he, a living legend now in the legacy that he has. And when he passes on, um, his legacy will far outlive him. And and so um, I, I'd like for everybody just to just to listen in. We're gonna we're gonna have some discussion, some question and answer, and um, there are gonna be some times I'm just gonna kind of let him flow and and say what he needs to say and share what he needs to share. Um, but if you have any questions, and if you want to share your story of legacy, your living legacy now um, or legacy that was passed down to you, please call in. Um, you all know the number. It is 347-326-9139. Um, or you can listen in um, on the YRN 1328 app. Um, and you can also listen online at www.yourradionetworks.com. So without further ado, we're going to bring in Mr. Frank Kelly, Jr. So, Frank, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you? 
<laughs> I am wonderful. Got a little complication <laughs> getting on, on online here, but everything everything's fine now. So I'm well, just happy to be great. with you that today. Is- well, that is great. I am I am glad that you are here with us. And um, you know, I, I was just sharing with our with our listeners how um, you know a legacy does not have to start when you pass on. A legacy can happen now while you're living. And I believe it's all about being intentionally impactful with your life, with your words, with your actions. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so, um, yeah. And so I, I, you know, and and I was just really excited when we were having our conversation yesterday and I said, Oh my goodness, you've got to come on the show and share um <laughs> share about your legacy. So um so let's just let's just start a little and um you know and, and tell us a little bit about who you are and then we'll kind of get into some more details as we go through this. Okay. Uh basically I'm just a, a real hard working young man or man who came from uh, a rural community. Uh, had aspirations, but uh, didn't have a lot of direction in the field of study that I wanted to go in. Even at an early age, mm-hmm. I, knew I, I knew I wanted to be an artist, but I didn't know how, I didn't know when, I didn't know where. But I uh, kept at it, and, of course, a lot of folks uh, who saw that I had the, uh, the, uh, uh, the you know, the gift, they would support me uh-huh. in doing so. Uh, my parents also encouraged it. But, you know, not having it in elementary or high school was very difficult for me. Okay. Okay. So, not I'm, I'm sorry, not having what and not having the support in elementary and high not school? Or not having art. what? We didn't have art in elementary okay. or high school. Uh, so, oh. it was very difficult for me to, you know, pursue that direction because there was no guidance. Okay. And so, okay. Um, but it was it was very unique in terms of teachers and and other ones, other people in in the school system. They identified the fact that I had the gift, but they did not have any instruction for the gift. And ah, so, okay. it me is that that was somewhat, uh, it's kind of sort of uh, a situation where you have a child or you even have, you even yourself have an ability and you don't have any way of challenging it uh, or utilizing mm-hmm. it uh, within your life. And, you know, we're all born with gifts, you know, and yes. uh, it's a form of makeup that's within us. Uh, we all have them, uh, whether we utilize them or not. But what we don't re- truly realize, in which I did not really realize until I got older, that it played a major part in my personality, in my structure, in my thinking, uh, yeah. in my creating thoughts, uh, even, I believe, in my health. Because... If you can't utilize your gift, that's something that yes. you were this innate that God gave you, then therefore you are missing out on so many ingredients that require you to be a human being, a full human being. 
Frank, you know what? I, I really like what you just said as far as it even affects your health and your 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 mental processes. Um, there was one thing um, you you have on your um, on your website, and I love it. You said you paint only what you can feel and you can imagine. And yes. um, and so um, and and another thing when you just said about um, it has to do with your health and how you think or you know your makeup as a person. I remember mm-hmm. my daughter when she was in college. She said, "You know, mom, it would really suck not to follow your dreams." And I said, "Yeah, right. It, you're right. It would. It really would." And so this is exactly what you're talking about. And and so you're saying that even though you didn't have any formal training from elementary to high school, other people mm-hmm. saw your talent. And your and your yeah. parents fostered it. Your parents fostered yeah. it. Yes, so, they did. Um, yeah. Another thing you said, um, um, you said that your parents gave you. Um, well, you didn't say this, but it's on your on your site. Um, so I did a little bit of research on you here. I said your parents mm-hmm. gave you. Um, they gave you exposure to opportunities. So, what? Yes, how did, did that factor into who you are? How well, did that factor into who you are? During the summer months, we were blessed to have other uh, relatives in the family who uh, had gone on and gotten an education and uh, and, and left uh, the rural community in other states. And we in particular mm-hmm. had an aunt who did not have children who also supported that, and my parents also were open to that. So we had the opportunity to go to different states, you know, that was a little work involved because, uh, you know, that was uh-huh. it was good for everybody involved because we were there to babysit as well, you know, the children. Okay. But okay. during the during the times, the weekends, and things of that nature, we got an opportunity to go to a gallery or museum or be exposed to a certain type of environment that we wouldn't regularly see. Uh, in the uh, rural area of the community. And just uh, uh, is one of the greatest exposures. You know, I remember uh, visiting one of my aunts in the state of Arizona where we were able to go uh-huh. to Tucson, and we saw the enactment of Western life. Uh, we were able to see mountains. You know, there are no mountains in Louisiana. You know, I may have right, talked right. about it and researched it in school, but I wasn't able to physically touch uh, mm-hmm. the, 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 the mountains or see the water falls and things of that nature that, you know, that you would regularly see. And I, I think uh, when children, matter of fact, I know uh, you can teach them a lot of information in those books, but it's nothing like true mm-hmm. exposure. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that. Um, so, so your your parents and your um, other family members, aunts and uncles, um, through exposing you, they kind of gave you um, a legacy of exploring, a legacy of being curious yes. about the world around you. Okay. Yes. And you know, when I was when I was um, introducing the show and and talking about you know just giving a little background on legacy. Um, one of the things that I said was, and I was talking about this gentleman who had passed on, and and he was kind of the um, 
the catalyst for this show um, was that one of the characteristics that he had and he passed on was lifelong learning and that every, yes. every day there are hundreds of thousands of teachable moments. And so, you know, it's not just about book learning, just like you said, it's that, yes. that live experience, Indeed. going to plays, going, going to um, uh, the museums and yes. touching mm-hmm. the mountains, and, yes. you know, doing all that, even going mm-hmm. to a petting zoo. So, right. um, so that was, yeah. Um, so I have a question. Um, can you share with us the legacy that was passed down to you? Um, I believe you said, like, from your great grandfather, your great grandfather, your grandfather, your father. What was what was the legacy that you passed down? We all have a legacy of some sort in it, in all of our our communities and in our families. But I remember as a young young child. Especially on my father's side, uh, I must have been at the age of two or three or so. Uh, I have two other siblings who are absolutely incredible individuals as well. Uh, We would um, go into uh, the area where my father was was brought up, uh, and uh, we got exposed to others having businesses in our family uh, back in those days. And that was early days. Uh, I remember, uh, you know, Cousin John having a logging business, um, Cousin Horace having a store, uh, you know, Uncle Fred owning the barbershop, and and Lula Henderson, which was also a part of our family, who owned a store. You know, I remember, and actually the, uh, the the school in that community was named after my great great uncle Jasper Henderson. Uh, wow! And it was it was it was titled Jasper Henderson High School, Elementary High School. It was the first African American uh, school uh, in Chatham, Louisiana. Uh, proud of wow. that, I believe my parents were going. Uh, to maybe a church building of some sort because that's mm-hmm. when they united all the African American schools and uh, it brought all of them together in one place. So my father also participated in the build of that school. And so wow. there's just tons of legacy uh, in learning and seeing another thing, uh, seeing the, uh, the young people. Uh, around me when I would go to school, I didn't know at the time I was, you know, I was a kid, and I didn't realize that their parents were sharing things with them that I wasn't aware of, that I was a part of that legacy. And and it wasn't until, I guess, when I became 15 or 16 years of age, of course, I was, around that time, we had integrated uh, the school, mm-hmm. and it was a school um, uh, that was a Caucasian school up uh, that was southeast, and then, of course, African-American school was uh, north or west west of that. And so when we integrated and I went on to go to that school, that's when certain things were being told and recognized uh, that the importance of, of of our family having ownership within that particular school. Wow. Wow. Yes. 
And, and, and I mean, and I just, I love one of the things that you just said. You said that every family has a legacy. Every family, there, there's some history, there's some poignant point that, that we all have that we can look up to, that we can hold on to and say, you know what, um, you know, I come from greatness. I come from people who do things, who did things. Yes. And, and if that's in me, then, you know, I can do things too. And so what I want to encourage our listeners um, I want to encourage our listeners to look for the legacy in your family. Do some research. It might not be that far back. It might only be one generation. Um, you know, might be a few generations. Talk to the elders and seniors in your family. Have your children. It's still the summertime. Have your children do some research and find out what great things they can uncover um, and discover in your family. Um, because I really believe that um, – you know, family legacy is important. Um, but just like you said, yeah, some yeah. of your friends, when you were at their homes, their parents would um, their parents would be teaching them things, and it was passed on to you. Um, so yeah. look at the the children and the young people who are in your home, and and look whose homes your children and, um, are going to. Um, you know, what's the legacy there? Uh, and be just be yeah. intentional about it. So I, I want to thank you, Frank. Um, I want to um, ask you to hold on because we're going to take a break in a second. Um, but I want to come back and I want to get into um, some of the living legacy things um, that you're doing um, as well as I want to talk to you about your art. So um, we definitely thank you for everything you're sh- you've shared so far. And um, well, we just hope you. everybody is, um, is really enjoying this because I know I am. So we're going to take a break and we will be back. So hold on tight. All right, thank you. Perseverance. Walking in and through your purpose takes courage and strength. When you catch a 20-second glimpse of your vision, grab hold to it like your life will end tomorrow. Great day, beautiful people. God thought enough of me and allowed me to see my destiny as my lungs collapsed and I struggled to catch my breath. The year was 2011, while at a book signing in Atlanta for my first published book. My purpose came full circle in March 2010 as a great man transferred his greatness and drive into me. When I began writing, I questioned myself daily, asking myself, where did this gift come from? As I continued this journey, I started having dreams of quotes coming to me in my sleep. I ignored every word that would come to me for about a year and a half. On December 1st, 2011, my life changed forever. Under normal circumstances, I should have died that day as I desperately tried to lift what seemed like a 500-pound weight off of my chest. But I was fortunate to meet and see my destiny without walking right into it. I was blessed to get a glance at the path. That's where my determination and drive is generated. Six books with the seventh one on the way, along with 1,533 quotes later, I'm just getting started. Be epic and know, and keep in mind, it's not me. It's him. Hi, I'm Trent Williams, author, speaker, and life coach. What you just heard was an excerpt from the conversation series of my book, Conversations with Trent. I'm here today to actually talk about a new book and a new series that we're doing called Through the Storm. I believe that your success is directly aligned with your sacrifice. All you have to do is remain focused. When I was going through my storm, I didn't have anything to lean on. I didn't have anyone to lean on. All I had was my eight-month-year-old daughter. After my wife walked out on us, all I had was her. At the time, I thought that 
she needed me. And all along, over time, I come to realize that I needed her. All right. All right. Um, that was the one and only Trent Williams, um, the host and originator of the Conversation Show. Uh, one of the things that, that Trent says in that spot is greatness was transferred into him. And that was during the the passing of his um, of his father. Um, in the in the the commercial we had um, about 15 minutes ago, um, we aired and um, it talked about life is outstanding, which is by Anthony B. Collins. And mm-hmm. you know, in Anthony's book, he talks about living an outstanding life, being intentional, and it's all in the outlook of how you do things. And so I want to mm-hmm. segue those two things into our conversation with um, Mr. Frank Kelly Jr., the artist known as, not formally, but the artist known as Frank Kelly Jr. Um, thank you for being with us, Frank. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And I, and I want to segue um, into uh, to both of those things because um, one is um, greatness being transferred, um, as Trent said, greatness being transferred into him. And so when before we went to the commercial break, you were talking about the greatness that um, was transferred into you by your relatives, not just, you know, your, your father and your grandfather, but, you know, other relatives that you had the opportunity to travel to Arkansas and other places with, and, um, and you saw the things that they did, the school that was named after your great-great-uncle, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that your that your father helped to build, um, and then yes. um, with Anthony's with Anthony's life is outstanding. Um, you know, you you talked about how you had this natural gift, this natural talent of art, but you didn't have any formal teaching from elementary to high school. Uh, and and the segue for life being outstanding is that. Um, the people around you, your your family, your even some of your teachers, they supported you and they encouraged you. Um, That's and so, correct. You know, you were able to live. You know, you were able to to look at what gift you have, and you knew. You said at a young age that you wanted to be an artist, and you were able to follow that. So, so you were living the outstanding life that you dreamed about. Um, you know, um, when you were when you were a child. So, I, I think that's yeah. really. A great, a great thing. So, tell us, where has your art taken you in terms of uh, culture, people you've met? Um, how has it evolved over over the years? Well, Lisa, it has been uh, an un- unbelievable dream or task, uh, unimaginable actually. Uh, it's just um, it's a beautiful thing. Um, to know that God gave you a tremendous gift and for you to be able to utilize it in so many different ways uh, to benefit others, not only yourself, but others, the youth, the elderly, uh, the the poor, the, the rich, uh, the ones that are the unnoticed ones, uh, the ones who are noticed, uh, to tell can you give us some? Can you can you give us some specifics on how you've helped these different? Um, I mean, because you're talking about different populations, um, genres, sure. if you will, of people. Yeah. How how have you you know how have you used it? Sure. Uh, for one, uh, I am a, uh, and, and I say this uh, with uh, confidence because I have uh, 
I guess you'd say uh, I've seen it. Uh, It's been shared with me from time after time before I truly accepted it. And I believe, and matter of fact, I know it is a calling of mine. This is what Mm. I was built to do. Um, And when I stepped out and took a leap of faith, uh, I realized that people would you know, come to me in terms of and and with their response and basically share their inner feelings that I had, uh, was able to create uh, with with the work and the paintings uh, that were created. Uh, For instance, um, I'm in a, uh, in a, in, in San Antonio in a convention center and a gentleman walks up to me and say and says that, you know, um, I couldn't remember what my old home place really looked like until now. And this man happened to be 70 years old who owned a thriving business. And he literally stood there in tears. And, and what was so outstanding about it, his wife was present. He went and got his wife and his granddaughter to show them uh, and uh, to view the painting. And, you know, it's been things like that where uh, the paintings that I've painted uh, have been already ordained by God and (laughs) physically created for the viewer to see because he knew prior to me going that those paintings would be needed for those uh, genres or those areas. Wow. And it's happened time after time. I can also share with you with uh, the youth. I have have a youth program which started years ago when I started donating my time to my great-great-uncle school that was started. And... uh, I just started wanting, I just wanted to share, you know. I didn't, I wasn't looking at myself as a teacher. I don't consider myself as a teacher or an instructor, but I am a facilitator. And so I then was able to share some things. What I noticed in doing so that throughout the country as well, that children needed more than just to be taught art. They needed to be taught in such a realm where it would teach them through visualization the educational components such as math, reading, writing, public speaking, thinking outside the box, creative thinking at least, and also public speaking and communicational skills as well. So, So therefore, I was able to, with the help of uh, many, uh, and I say that uh, proudly because without them, I could not do the uh, majority of the things that's going on in, in the career. Uh, we were able to then put together a program under uh, many, many years and, and, and different types of uh, experiences, uh, youth programs, such as Youth Arts Initiative Program, 
which are components okay. of such what I've mentioned, and then geometrics through the arts, where is one of the components that's built in the youth arts initiative, but that is the area in which we focus dearly on and teaching them how to how young people how to see things. You know, I started thinking, you know, I had opportunity and blessed to be able to go on those trips. But what about the children who don't get the opportunity, who don't have a relative or a friend that maybe won't be able to take them even to the mall as we take for granted every day to see different mm-hmm. things. Well, I came up with the component in terms of utilizing visualization to teach math, to teach reading, to teach writing, public speaking, and all those things, but also to look deeper into something, not to see so, the exterior, but to see the interior of something. Okay, so um, so you said you have the, the Youth Art Initiative, and um, and so what ages of children do you work with? I work with uh, fifth, normally I start with fifth and sixth graders, you know, 10, uh-huh. 12, 13 years of age. Uh, and I work with younger kids as well. And we also work with parental, we do, we work with uh, young adults. And also oh. we do parental guidance as well. So, um, so explain, how would you do parental guidance um, with, with art? What does that look like? Well, basically uh, what that looks like is a parent, believe it or not, first of all, before I say that, is that, you know, a lot of parents are so busy working and thriving mm. uh, in this world, trying to make a living or put food on the table for their for their families, and you know you, you think of impoverished children, but this happens with people who have financial status or have some comfort right. or have jobs, but it all it mm-hmm. relates to them, and so children a lot of times they get where they get to a point where they don't have the opportunity to spend time with their parents. And actually, right. a lot of parents don't really know their children. They just only know mm-hmm. what they see and hear, and that's not much. You know? You know what, Frank, I need to interject something. Uh, one of the things that I was saying um, in the beginning of this show was when I was, when I was talking about how um, and it's kind of become just really this this pet peeve of mine. But uh, you know how mm-hmm. they talk about this lost generation and misguided youth and all of this. And if they're lost and yeah. misguided, I feel like we lost them and 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 we are not guiding yeah. them. But and and a a big reason for that is because every generation wants better for the for the generation coming up. They want you know if yes, if it was four of them in the bedroom in the bed growing up, they know my children yeah. are not going to have that. We're going to have at least mm-hmm. two bedrooms or everybody's going to have their own. So yeah. so what we have done and again holistically, what we have done is we've gone out to get the jobs so that we can um allow our children to have you know, have some basic things that we didn't have yeah. to give them something yeah. that they won't have to worry about this, so they can work. Um, they can concentrate on school and concentrate on the future and all of yeah. that. But in that, we've been so busy 
running around to get all of these things and this stuff, yeah. these these hard yeah. things that you can that you can touch and feel and that are right. fleeting, that we we're right. not there to put the things in them that are soft, that, that make that make the hard things meaningful. Because it, yes. it's one thing if you got a big house and all this other stuff, but if you don't know how to live in the house with other people, it, it's, just, yes. it's just a big place that's got a whole lot of mess going on in there, you know? Um, and so I, I really appreciate the fact that you were talking about this, you know, parents not, um, you know, being able to spend time with their children because they are out trying to make sure that their kids have better than they did. So, what I hear you saying is that um, this um, this parental um, what what did you call it parental um, parental, guidance. Guidance. Par- parental guidance parental okay. guidance okay so mm-hmm. so it's a so it's an opportunity for parents and their children to paint together or create art together to create art together uh, that's amazing but there are methods that are that are taught uh, and mm-hmm. it's a process. It's a process that's delivered by me, uh, created by me, and delivered within the session that causes a parent or parents to be become closer uh, innate with their children. That's uh, phenomenal. And it's, it's a fantastic thing. It's a beautiful thing because after you see the, uh, the, the internalness of it all, it's amazing mm-hmm. that even the, the paintings that are created, they mm-hmm. are so similar and alike, but then there's uh, the project leads to uh, a written uh, component that allows that child to express themselves from the piece. Wow. And then they're able to, wow. then they're able also to be able to, to, uh, to discuss it and talk about it. And of course, it leads to therapy. It's a form of therapy, and uh, it's, wow. it's educational and therapeutic at the very same time. But there's a certain process that has to be done in order for it to be successful. So going back to legacy, so you are not just touching your family within your walls, within your neighborhood, within your uh, within your town, but you because you you said you started it at your great uncle's school, which is in another state, and you're touching a number of families no, in, with this. It's in and, the very same state. It's in the very same state. Oh, it's in the same state. Okay, it's in the same state. Yeah. So, but you're but you're mm-hmm. touching you're touching other communities, other families, other households that will then have an impact on them, and I'm sure a profound impact on them that they will then pass on to other people. I'm sure they've got the the artwork hanging in the house proudly. And that it is a conversation oh. piece. Um, you know, when t- when people come in and they say we did this, and kids can say I did this with my parents. And um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm really just I'm I'm absolutely thrilled um, to to find out about this. Um, what? Okay, so so you do this also in Louisiana, but what else do you do um, outside of Louisiana, um, around the country? What well, What are some of the other things actually, that you do? Actually, the uh, programs are not just local, they have become Mm -hmm. national as well. Uh, We have taken the programs and we work in other inner cities and we've done other things. Uh, We've been successful. Uh, uh, Not only making a difference in the kids' lives, I have recommendations. I have multiple recommendations and letters of the experiences and outcomes that, that have been achieved through the programs 
Um, but wow. it's amazing to hear it from the individuals who, the, I'll just say, the participants. I was just mm-hmm. the other day, I was in a store. Uh, I was in a store nearby, store here. But actually, it was a department store. And a young lady passed me, and she said, Mr. Kelly, do you remember me? And I said, not exactly, but your face does look familiar. And the reason why it was familiar is because she was the young lady in one of my my classes or one of my uh, educational uh, sessions. And she said uh-huh. to me, I want you to know, Mr. Kelly, I still, as you can tell, I'm not in the 10th grade anymore. I said, yes, I, I can tell that you're not in the 10th grade anymore. <laughs> but she said to me, she said, I am a junior in college. Wow. And mm-hmm. I have the painting that we worked on in the session in my dorm room. Wow. And she wow. said, the reason why I have it in my dorm room is because of your motto that you you gave us. And I said, what was the motto? Do you remember the motto? <laughs> and she said uh-huh. with a smile and with laughter and a little shyness, but yet she said, your motto, if I can, you can too. She said, wow. we repeated that so much, Mr. Kelly, until I believed it. And I still believe <laughs> it because I remember where you said you came from. And if you could come from where you did, I know that I have a better opportunity. I can do much better. Wow. And I literally wow. stood there. We both hugged each other and cried mm. because now that's like, I knew that's that it had made a tremendous impact on her and others who participated in that particular session or other sessions. Wow, you know, and and that's and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about living a life that's larger your, than yourself. Doesn't mean that people put you on a pedestal, but that your your values, that um, the core of um, of living a life well lived, a living an impactful and intentional life, that those are passed yeah. down to other people. And um, yeah. while you know you're you shared a couple of stories of people who were you know your students and when they were younger and now they're you know early twenties and things along those lines, I'm sure the yeah. parents who are in their thirties and forties. They are, you know, um, you know, and could kind of be considered contemporaries because, you know, of, of being a, an adult, um, a full yeah. adult in their own right. Um, you know, leaving that legacy for them, realizing, man, this was really a great time spent yeah. with my yeah, child. Indeed. We need to make this right. happen more often. We need to make this happen yeah, more often. Indeed. And so um, I, I really think that it's an important, you know, um, I can't remember exactly how it goes, but it, they talk about, um, it's not it's not your date of birth and your date of death that that matters. Mm-hmm. It's how you lived yeah. in between the dash. Yeah, and so that, and that's what we're talking about. And so encouraging people to to be impactful um, and intentional and purposeful when you have interactions. And I don't care if it's with with younger people, with people your age, or with older people, but leaving a mm-hmm. lasting impression. You know, they might not they, they well they might remember if you wear an electric blue suit with a glowing tie. They might remember that, but they'll more yeah. so remember the way you made them feel. 
the way you, right. you know, the way you shared and opened yourself with them. Those are the kind of legacies that we're talking about, the intangible things that will far exceed you for generations to generations. Um, you know, and I, I really can't believe that. I'm sorry? Excuse me. I recently just had a, uh, a program last week, and, uh, and I apologize for interrupting you, uh, but I recently had a project last week, and one of the questions was, how can you provide an abundance of uh, creative materials in your home so the kids will understand art on a daily, will recognize art? How can you do that? Mm-hmm. And, and I have a list here that uh, some of the viewers may, or listeners may want to listen may want to jot down. Uh, okay, well, Washington. before you go, well, hold on, Frank. Frank, I'm sorry. Before you go to that, I really can't believe that we're getting short on time. But if you are, um, if you are listening um, via the phone, if you've called in to listen, um, you will still be able to hear us. We're going to go over just a little while. We have Frank give this, um, give this list to us. Um, but we're definitely going to have you come back on, Frank, because this is some great information. Um, but if you're listening okay. on the wiring app, um, you're gonna, um, we're going to end that. Um, but please go ahead and okay. share with us the list. Well, I'll give you, I'll give you three or four. There's uh, multiple ones, but I'll give you washable paints, markers, and crayons, and uh, construction paper, maybe some glue too. Keep some things around the house. They're not terribly expensive, you know. I'm going to sacrifice okay. for me uh, many years ago for me to have little things. Uh, and now I'm a professional full-time artist. So, But that doesn't mean your child can become a professional artist. Well, you want your mm-hmm. child to be creative and thinking outside the box, you know. You want them to have communicational skills. You want them to be well-rounded. So they'll be able mm-hmm. not only academic skills, but they'll have creative thinking skills. You know, one of the things that I want to add to that, because the educator in me, I, I have to, I have to do that. Um, most of my career, I've worked with early care and education with Head Start um, families and children. And one of the things that the teachers are um, are taught to do is, when a child creates their picture, um, they ask the mm-hmm. child, "What is this?" And so whatever the child sees and whatever the child says it is, no matter what we may think it looks like, we write that down. And so when the parents come in, the child is able to say, you know, oh, yeah, this is you or this is the car we drove in or this is the horse we Mm -hmm. saw the other day. And that does build the the skills, the communication skills and the public speaking. Um, So you're absolutely right. I'd love to add to your list, too. Um, We all have miscellaneous buttons around somewhere. You know, yes. um, buttons. I used to I used to love doing button art. I mean, I would glue buttons on pretty much anything um, that wouldn't get me in trouble. <laughs> couldn't get me in trouble, and I created some really big things. You know, it's the summertime popsicle sticks. Wash them off. I mean, I've made forts. I've made you know little doll houses. All of that stuff with popsicle sticks. So you can use so many different things, and and you use different <laughs> mediums in your work. Um, yes. But I, yes. I want to um, – I'm, I'm going to um, start to wrap up the show now, but what I'd like for you to do mm-hmm. once I finish, um, I would like for you to give the contact information on how people can find out about your work, tell them about your studio, um, and, you know, how they can find you on, on Facebook and on the web. Um, so mm-hmm. 
We here at YRN 1328, we are so glad to have this special, um, this special broadcast today of What is Your Legacy? And, um, you know, we just really want to encourage people to be intentional about your living uh, because what you do now can reverberate for generations mm-hmm. to come, good, mm-hmm. bad, or indifferent. So be intentional about it. Um, but I want to kind of run down our lineup of our shows that we have. You know, we don't just um, stream live radio on YRN, um, your radio networks. We also have um, we also have shows throughout the week. So on Monday, we have Brother Ramiel with Conscious Vibes. On Tuesday and Thursday, we have B-Fly with the Beautiful Butterfly Show. On Wednesdays, we have Sherry P. with the Priceless Mind Show. And then on Friday, we have the Conversation Show with um, Trent Williams and myself. And then on Saturday, we have the new kid on the block, uh, which is Melody's Corner. And so, um, you know, all of these people, we all have a different style. We all make a great team. And uh, it is our goal to help people just take their lives higher in, in the different things that we bring to you, whether it's bringing a new artist or a new author to you, whether it's giving you um, some, um, some consciousness to think about and think about how you're living, um, whether it's life coaching. Uh, and, and some mental health um, along with it with Sherry P. So yeah. uh, we just encourage you to continue to support us, to continue to listen. Um, and then we've got, of course, the music that streams 24-7 um, on the on the YRN 1328 app or on your desktop at um, your radio network. So with that said, I'd like to give our great guest, Mr. Frank Kelly, who came on at the last minute. I'd love to have you to... Um, to come on and um, um, you know, give us your give us your final words. Tell us how we can we can find you, how we can support you, and you know how we can get you. I'd love to get your program here in Atlanta. So let us know how we can we can find you. We thank you for being a, a great guest and sharing such wisdom with us. Yes. Well, first and foremost, I want to thank you for reaching out to me, uh, and the way you reached out to me was through social media and Facebook. And uh, uh, unfortunately, my father is, is ill, and you, you gave your loving prayers, and, and he is coming around. He's, he's, he's progressing. Great. And I want to thank you That's for great. that. Uh, secondly, uh, I think it's always a great opportunity to let the world know or the voices know, people out there to know that art is truly important in so many ways. And it's being ignored because it's something that you can't readily make, well, people think that you can't readily make a living from, but it's more to mm-hmm. it than just making a living. It's about expression, exposure, uh, being able to build low self-esteem, and it does so many things. It helps us. It helps us educationally and therapeutically. The next thing is that uh, I am a full-time professional artist, and what that means, this is, all, this is what I do for a living every day. And I mm-hmm. love what I do, but I also we have abstracts, landscapes, uh, figuratives, and you can find us on www.frankkellyjr.com. And you can also find us on Facebook. Uh, the gallery is located in West Monroe, Louisiana. It's FKJ Art Gallery. It is my gallery. 
and I'm in six other major galleries throughout the country. If you would, you can find them online. But if you reach out to us, we would love to have love to do business with you. Uh, we would love to come to your place and work with you with the children and so forth. I'm also, as you can tell, I talk a lot, so I'm also a motivational speaker. <laughs> Oh, great. So, wait a minute. So, what is your, okay, so your website is Frank www.frankkellyjr.com. Okay, and on Facebook, is it the same on Facebook? It's Frank Kelly Jr. It's Frank Kelly Jr. and it's Frank Kelly Jr. And we also have Educational Arts Initiative Program Incorporated. Okay, that is great. Art Educational Initiative Incorporated. I am definitely excited about that that last part. I mean, I, I like your art. I really do. But that, that last part right there, especially when you said <laughs> what you do with parent parental guidance, Man, that just took me to a whole nother level because I do a lot of work with parents. And, 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 you know, children children do not come with instruction books. Parenting does not come with an instruction book. You, you know, you kind of got to make your way. And so, um, so I, I really, again, I really appreciate your, your words of encouragement, your words of wisdom, and sharing the legacy that was passed on to you and the legacy that you are continuing to pass on and breathe life into um, the, the families and communities you serve. So I, I thank you. And um, on behalf of um, Trent Williams and the whole YRN Radio family, we wish you all a great Sunday, and we will be back on Friday. So have a great day. Take care, Frank. Thank you. Instead of me, always see.